Welcome to Let's Set Your Table, the food service and hospitality podcast that brings you the experts, trending news, and product reviews from across the industry. So grab a chair with your hosts and join us as we set your table. In this episode, John D., Jack Hody, and myself caught up with Rich Rosenberg, president and owner at PBI Sales. Rich is an industry expert and has been in the paper packaging industry for almost 50 years. Rich and his brother Michael bring a robust line of different paper products, as well as different types of paperboard and corrugates for various food packaging applications. Rich also shares the current state of paper as a resource and commodity and the different factors affecting today's availability in the marketplace and price. Paper's back in, man. Paper is back in. No question. New York, Jersey, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, phone is out. Plastic bags are out. So you really see a increase in the demand for paper, but the biggest user of packaging is a company called Amazon, hmm. and their business is way down. So the biggest paper mills who all supplied Amazon are now out looking for new business. That makes they sense. Worked in the past three years, they didn't do that. And so because their business is off, there's more supply. This segment certainly delivers us a food paper packaging 101 brief on how the different paper substrates and materials are best used. So if you want to understand paper containers, food paper packaging, and all things related to paper, from basic clamshell ideas to customizable items, their uses, and to-go options for your operation, then tune in to this episode because it's all here on the table. Well, welcome all to yet another episode of Let's Set Your Table. I'm your host, John D., and I'm joined today with my co-hosts, Nick D. and Jack Hody's back in the house with us today. What's going That's on, right. Jack? Today, paperboard. It's a, paperboard it's a is. Thing. There's yeah. a lot going on. That's right. Got a full house today. Well, we're, we're glad you guys are with us today, but uh, we have a, a special guest that's joining us. And uh, before we get into that interview... Uh, we certainly want to take a moment and give our sponsors credit for this episode. This episode of Let's Set Your Table is brought to you by the Hody Group Chicago Showroom. The Hody Group offers professional broker services in the food service and hospitality industry with over 40 years experience. The Hody Group's product showroom boasts over 4,000 square feet of some of the best product lines in the industry. So if you're interested in scheduling a free in-person or virtual appointment with a product specialist, please visit hodegroupshowroom.com. That's H-O-D-E groupshowroom.com. Well, joining us today at the table, fellas, we have Mr. Rich Rosenberg. We are so excited to have him here. He's stopping by and going to spend some time with us today. Rich is a good friend, uh, also a manufacturer partner of ours. Uh, he's the president of PBI Sales. And uh, he is a absolute expert in the paperboard and corrugated packaging industry. Rich, welcome to the table. Well, thank you very much, John, Jack, and Nick for having me. Fire away. Great. We have got a great agenda for you today. Bunch of questions we want to ask. So, Rich, if you could please just kind of give us an overview for those operators listening that may not know who PBI Sales is or are, can you tell us what value you bring to the operator in the industry? Well, I have been in the box business, as I like to call myself a box peddler, since 1974. 
I'm in business with my younger brother, Michael, and our dad started the business. So we offer, I've been doing this for almost 50 years. I have experience both in paperboard packaging, corrugated packaging, and we can share that knowledge with our customers. We have gone from the selling brown shipping containers like you would get from Amazon to strictly focusing on food packaging for takeout, grab and go, delivery, catering. That's been our focus. And we have a large catalog of stock items that we carry. And we also manufacture custom-made boxes for the food industry. Fantastic. We also, we can run both small and large quantities. Obviously, the more you run, the cheaper the box, but Mm. we do offer that. We have great sample makers. We can offer you mock-ups. Our business really is focused in the food industry. Great. 49 years. Jack Hody, he's got you beat. Yeah, he does. Uh, Not many people... You know, I'm old. You know, I, I'm not. I'm not over the hill, but I can see the top from where I'm standing. That's for sure. <laughs> and Rich, this has been a. I'm taking it a family-run business for for those many years, right, and longer. Correct. My dad actually started working for my mom's father when they got married in 1949. My father was done with the service. Mm-hmm. He then worked for my grandfather, who owned the corrugated box factory in New Jersey. In Jersey. Okay. Yes. Great. So, uh, Rich, let me ask you, um, regarding raw materials uh, that are uh, important and prevalent in uh, the box industry, uh, current availability, tell us uh, just a couple couple sentences on current availability, and if you can share any type of pricing information for some of the paperboard and corrugated paper. Currently, paperboard is gone from... 12 to 15 weeks, you can get paperboard from the mills in about five weeks. Wow, that's great. Corrugated, on the other hand, you can get in two weeks. Hmm. At the height of the pandemic, we were quoting 20-week delivery on some paperboard items and nine weeks for delivery, and this is for finished product, in nine weeks. And today, in corrugated, you can get finished products in two to three weeks tops. So things have changed dramatically. And the cost of paperboard has not really come down much at all, where corrugated has come down between 11 and 15%, depending upon what mill you buy from and how much you buy. But on average, it's down $70 a ton. And that translates between a one and a half to 2% per $10 reduction. Hmm. And I think it's going to go down further. Why? Nothing works better than supply and demand. And in the box industry, the demand has dropped since the height of the pandemic. So that's really supply is there and prices are coming down. So, Rich, you would say that in the foreseeable future, the market will be more soft than rising. Is that correct? Correct. What a change, huh? Guys, that's what great a news. That is great. Uh, and news. I love those lead times on corrugated that, two weeks. Come on. 
Yeah. Yes. You, you know, I, I think the biggest issue that we face here at the Hody Group, especially the different markets we serve, Jack's up in the Midwest and Nick and I are down in the Southeast and we represent you, Rich, pretty much through the whole country. This whole ban on foam and choices for foam replacement, paper's back in, man. Paper is back in. No question. New York, Jersey, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, foam is out. Plastic bags are out. So you really see a increase in the demand for paper, but the biggest user of packaging is a company called Amazon hmm. and their business is way down. So the biggest paper mills who all supplied Amazon are now out looking for new business. That makes they sense. Worked in the past three years, they didn't do that. And so because their business is off, there's more supply. Thus, your previous answer on price. Yes. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. All and right. Rich, maybe this is a good segue point because you mentioned a couple words earlier about corrugated, and we have listening a listening audience that some people may not even know the difference between these. And I think it's important before we go any further, if you can, can you explain um, first of all the what corrugated boxes it or are. Uh, compared to just if, if there's a difference between raw paper and corrugated. And then can you explain a little bit about the performance if there's operators out there that are interested in using paper for their takeout programs? Corrugated is generally three pieces of paper that are laminated together. So you have the outside liner, the inside liner, and the flutes or the corrugation. Paperboard is one-ply paper. And so paperboard is used in the cosmetic trade, in the food trade, when you would go into the frozen food department. Those are generally all paperboard boxes. Corrugated, uh, you get a box like from Amazon, those are all corrugated boxes. And they're, more, they're meant to, on average, hold about 30 to 40 pounds on a standard box. The benefit of paperboard is you print better where in corrugated, it's a more coarse paper and it doesn't print as well, but you need the strength. Rich, can I stop? Sure. Can I enter here a little bit? Thank you. Um, regarding that strength, that's an important uh, uh, subject for the operator and uh, as well as the actual customer eating the food. Um, and that has to do with fluting in the corrugated. And I, I understand there's certain types of flutes that provide different types of strength. Is it just strength or does it help insulate? Can you give us just a few short moments on the on, on, on the flutes as well? And when you're finished with that, can you go right into uh, grease and barrier protection products? Great question. I'll go back to Amazon. Most Amazon, corrugated who invented the lettering system because it's not in order. But <laughs> yeah. the most common box that you would get from Amazon is C-Flute. That's about a quarter of an inch tall in between the two liners, rather, the outside and the inside. Mm -hmm. So most shipping boxes are C-flute. Rich, is that, we, is that the letter C? C-flute? Letter C, yes. C as in, C as in Charlie. Right. Yep, thank you. Then we go to something called E-flute. Now, E-flute is, there are more flutes to the inch, but they're not as tall. So that's used a lot in the pizza industry, especially in the New York market, not so much in Chicago, because you guys have deep dish pies and we like thin crust pies, but it's a, it takes up less space mm. and it's good for smaller packaging. Mm -hmm. So C is the 
most popular. Then we have E, and then we have B now. B is in Bravo. B is Bravo. That's in between C and E. B flute is in the Chicago market, the thickness of most pizza boxes. It gives you more strength. So C being the most popular and strongest fluting, B is used not only for pizza, but what we call die-cut boxes. So we make catering boxes, soup boxes, coffee boxes, and those are mostly made out of beef flute. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that gives you more strength than the E. Mm -hmm. So if it's a smaller box, we like to use E, and sometimes we use B. Then to really confuse us all, we now have F flute, which is thinner than E flute, cosmetics, clamshells. We make, for those who don't know what a clamshell is, if you went to McDonald's or Burger King and needed a hamburger, mm -hmm. that box is called a clamshell. We make those out of F flute. Takes up less space, but again, a hamburger is four by four by three. You don't need the thickness of the other flutes. So, Rich, let, let's talk about, you, you've mentioned the different grades of fluting. Let, let's talk about the grease barriers you just mentioned and coatings and what's important when it comes to like graphics printing on some of this packaging as well. Can you maybe touch a little bit on that? In the direct food content of a box, such as a box that you would serve wings in or ribs, the grease penetrates through the board and you want to be able to have something to prevent it. There's polycoat board which is used on paperboard and that's applied directly at the mill so we buy rolls of paperboard from mills and convert it into boxes we also have the ability to apply a grease bar it's like a varnish that we apply using a printing press and that is just as good in my opinion as the poly mm -hmm. and easier to get Thirdly, we have what we call an OPP coating, a polypropylene coating that we can apply. And this is all on, this is on paperboard that we line the in, bottom of the box. Um, it's like taking a piece of saran wrap and lining the bottom of a box. In corrugated, we can also apply specifically for the clamshells with the direct contact boxes, this grease barrier coating as well. So, Rich, I have a question um, uh, when it comes yes. to coatings. The actual goal of a, of a grease barrier coating is to not allow it to penetrate, so a so it, it, it darkens the actual and weakens the container from mm -hmm. the outside. Is that correct, Rich? Especially if you have something like wings that have mm -hmm. sauce on it, mm -hmm. yeah. that without some kind of coating or poly would go right through the bottom of the box. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. So Rich, let me, let me uh, move us forward a bit. Uh, let's, let's get into some success stories. I'm just going to start one that I know about and it was during the pandemic, Rich, and then you can just take off from there and uh, move around some successes. But um for all the listening audience, I was uh, with Rich uh, on the phone for hours, uh, and we came up with a 
portray the healthcare industry during the pandemic was afraid to use dishwashers oh, and yeah. to trust dishwashers for the elimination of all bacteria, all, mm -hmm. all, all types of pathogens and stuff. So there was a need for, at least what I was hearing about, there was a need for a disposable tray, mm -hmm. uh, a one-use tray to move to all the rooms as well mm -hmm. as the help and in the cafeteria. So I was asked to uh, uh, come up with a tray by a, a large medical group here uh, in, in the Midwest. I did that through just talking with Rich and drawings back and forth. And when I say drawings, guys, I, I can't draw a straight line with a ruler. Okay, Rich showed his uh, professionalism and his experience by being able to easily comprehend what we're asking. Rich, I'll let you finish on those on those trays. I I will let everybody know that I never sold one, but your company sold millions, and that's 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 a good thing. Well, I certainly sold a lot. Nick did too. Down here your in the southeast, yeah, yeah. It was a big uh, help right, during the pandemic. Right. And I haven't sold. One. That's okay. So okay. right. I step up to the plate, Hody. Come on now. <laughs> well, all right, I got you. <laughs> well, thank you again, Jack, for that uh, request. It really helped my business tremendously. We still sell some today. We probably have sold close to 10 million trays already wow. uh, since we started. And it all started because of Jack Cody. Great story. I Thanks, It was e easy for me to design this because um, I've been doing this a while. So I have great sample makers and told them what I needed and instantly. And I thought it was a fabulous idea. So I, I ran with it. The Edward Don has sold more than any other distributor that. Wow. What a great shout out for them. Yeah. To business with. So thank you again. Certainly a Absolutely. great success story. Yeah. I, I still have a couple in the garage and I know that, you know, you think about large festivals or gatherings mm -hmm. now that everyone's kind of back doing this stuff, there's going to be a need for it. It's just a matter of when that opportunity will pop up because it is a really easy uh, tray to put together yeah. and we yeah. couldn't have, you couldn't have made it any easier uh, between Jack, your vision for it, and Rich putting it together um, to showcase it. And it's like one, two, three, or I know it's the corners of everything's flat, but it's it's very simple. So I think that there'd definitely be a need for it in the future. I, well, I've, got a, I've got a quick su success story, not only about the disposable craft food tray, which is awesome. Um, I have worked with PBI and we have done this now for almost seven years. We, Rich and I were able to source a piece of business here in the Southeast. It was a, about a 95 store, uh, C store opportunity. And we provided from the start about three different boxes. The process that we went through with Rich and his team was unbelievable. How Rich stayed with us every step of the way. He and his team, I mean, they caught samples and prototypes and this was a major decision for this, this C-Store group. And they are a very profitable and well-known group. We don't want to mention any names. But however, still today, we are enjoying two different boxes, uh, window boxes that were paper-coated and lined and logoed. And Rich, I got to tell you, it was just an absolute pleasure. I know there were some bumps and things got tense, but it was a great, great opportunity. And we've been enjoying that business. I can't thank you enough for that. And uh, yeah, I know you work with some other major groups. You want to just, I know there's a few, you can, you can say the name, you want to go ahead and share just a few of those. Our business is generally, we go through distribution whether it be Edward Don, U.S. Foods, uh, Cisco, Bunzel, Imperial, we sell product to all of them. 
Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of national accounts. We sell Chick-fil-A. We mm-hmm. sell 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. We sell uh, Famous Dave's. We sell Moe's Southwest Grill. And wow. it's all takeout packaging, whether it be for catering or individual boxes like we did for Chick-fil-A. It just depends. But most of the products that are in our catalog, we stock in our Jersey warehouse. And we also custom print. Mm -hmm. Our minimums to custom print vary depending upon the box. Mm -hmm. And and I think this is a good segue, Rich. Um, You mentioned just that amazing lineup of uh, current customers. Um, that are using these boxes, I'm assuming most of them are custom with artwork and uh, they have designs on them from ranging from your clamshells to custom boxes from all shapes and sizes to coffee boxes. I mean, can you just kind of go a little deeper on just the depth of the, the lines from, you know, all the way to custom to stock sizes and who would be a good candidate? Um, is it only uh, in the food service side or is there, you know, the coffee boxes can you even go over to hospitality we have minimums to print but we have many customers who are from one to 50 stores our minimum to custom print on most items whether it be a coffee box catering box a soup box is a thousand boxes and clamshells are a hundred thousand because the nature of making clamshells is much more difficult than these other boxes. So there is another alternative where you take a plain box and you can then put a label on it. So you can buy our stock 8x8x3 clamshells and put a label on it. And now you only have to buy, I think there are 200 in a case. So we offer that. Excellent. Um, In paperboard, because it's not only clamshells we are often asked to make chicken boxes or right there we need five or ten thousand as a minimum mm-hmm. uh, if you want to custom print them so just a little earlier you ran through a really impressive list of national type accounts where high volume is the order of the day okay it, it, it turns into an annuity rich should that stop the person who is uh uh who has a five units to 10 units, maybe 12 units, regional chain that can't buy like uh, quantity. Because I've been with you and you have been able to, I love how you take operators' ideas and make them mm-hmm. into one-offs that they can look mm-hmm. at and try mm-hmm. and test. And so, Rich, talk about your desire to uh, look uh, look at that type of business as well. So the smaller operator who would want a catering box and has five stores should be able to handle a thousand boxes. Otherwise, as I said, buy our stock box and put a label on it. Right. Same thing with a coffee box. I mean, we sell many people who buy our generic box, and they put a sticker on it. Right. Again, it's only a thousand boxes. So if you have five stores and you're selling coffee on a regular basis, a bagel store or a bakery or uh, a C store type of operation, then that's not a lot of product. Mm-mm. And whether you go through distribution, we do sell some people on a direct basis if there is no distribution in a particular area that we 
sell to. So if somebody's in Idaho and I don't have a distributor there, then I'll sell it on a direct basis. Mm -hmm. Well, we appreciate you being here today with us, Rich. Such great information. What a professional in the business. Uh, so great to work with you and your team. Uh, but we're going to have to leave it right here today. That's all the time that we have. Uh, Rich, we want you to come back with us. Give us some updates soon. Well, Doe and I, thank you for having me. And as you said in the beginning, it's good to be with friends. So You're a friend of ours, Rich. A good God. friend of ours. Thank Keep you. Keep up the good work, fellas. Thanks. Thank you. And you the same. Well, listen, folks, if you like to reach any of us here at the Hody Group uh, or Rich Rosenberg at PBI Sales, please check out our show notes for our contact information attached to this podcast. Also, please like, follow and share the Let's Set Your Table podcast. And if you are so moved, we would be grateful that you leave us a positive review on Apple, Google or Spotify. We also encourage you to leave us a comment, feedback or questions and or topics you have an interest in. So we'll see you again next time, right here at the table. Please join us again for another episode of Let's Set Your Table. If you would like more information, samples, or would like to consult with the Hody Group, you can visit them at thehodygroup.com. That's H-O-D-E group.com.